killing children. These are the worst type of child killers out there. They're monsters. And it's interesting you use the word the devil because in the intro to my six-part series, Bioweapon Blues, I use a quote from Shakespeare's Tempest, which is, hell is empty and the devils are all here. These are all devils, yeah. Hell is empty and the devils are all here. It's that bad. It's biblical. Hey, friends. Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. Say, that was William Ramsey a brilliant journalist and author. And William was on the show just about a month ago and I had to get him back on because he's such a bright mind and such an interesting guy. And in this conversation, yeah, we start talking about the bioweapon, the vaccine masquerading as a bioweapon and the Depop agenda. But in the second half of the conversation, it even gets more interesting as we talk about the eyes wide shut child serial killings done by Mark Dutroux and the elite in Europe. We talk about Jeffrey Dahmer, in Elizabeth Battery. And we talk about Tony Podesta, the Hampstead cover-up, and so much more. Hey friends, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's fantastic to have you all back. Sean from SGT Report here, the special treat for you. I have a returning guest. I had him on maybe just a month ago and I had him reschedule immediately because I enjoyed our conversation so much. It's William Ramsey. He's a prolific investigator and an author. His latest book last year was called Global Death Cult. He also has two documentaries on the smiley face killers under his belt. And then uh, his book, his most recent book after that is Children of the Beast about Aleister Crowley and uh, William Ramsey is back. How are you, William? Doing well. Thanks for having me back. Great to be with you. Well, thanks for coming back on. And, uh, you know, I thought we would start today talking about how dire the situation is politically for the American people because of these demons that are in control. And if there's good news, William, it's the fact that AOC was just heckled. All of these people are untrusted. All of these people have approval ratings that are plummeting through the floor. And this is the feeling from real citizens about these demo rats at this point. Listen to this. Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gabbard, she's left the Democratic Party because there are funding war hawks. Okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a thermonuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. There will be no neighbors if there's a nuclear bomb. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. All right, I'm going to pause it there. William, your reaction, because... What these people are saying are exactly how I'm feeling. And I think the majority of the American people, at least those who can think, are now feeling about these Democrats. I, I would agree with that. And I think that it's a very precarious and very serious situation that uh, these people are taking this country to. It's unnecessary. Russia's always had an issue with their border. It goes back to Napoleon, uh, Hitler and the Nazis. So they're sensitive about certain things. And the fact that we're sending money to a country that literally supports literal Nazis I researched that in my book, Global Death Cult, because a lot of the Nazis went there to train under the Ukrainians fighting against Russian, ethnic Russians in the eastern part of Ukraine in some of these uh, disputed territories, which have now voted to become Russia. But yeah, I think it's a real problem. It's a way, huge waste of money, 100 billion lost above board so far on a useless, senseless, unnecessary war while our borders are open, there's crime in the cities and we're in a plummeting depression with inflation. It's crazy. It is super crazy. It is super crazy. And, uh, you know, I guess for those of us who know about the deep state and have been following all of the agendas of the deep state, including United Nations Agenda 2030, we knew this day was coming, but it's gotten here in a way more tumultuous way than I expected. I expected the powers that be would be able to sell this stuff to the people around the globe much easier than they've been able to. I think the Great Awakening is real because people, well, you just heard it in that clip. People are fed up and they no longer trust any of these politicians. Did you just listen to the speech Tulsi Gabbard gave about denouncing the entire Democratic Party? What'd you think of that? I thought it was remarkable. It takes a lot of courage for somebody to have been in the Democratic Party and come out and say those statements. I think she was being authentic and correct. So I think that that's very telling. I'm personally, I left the Republican Party because I thought they were corrupt. So I'm an independent. So 
I respect anybody who can actually take those steps to kind of think clear, independently and clearly about uh, current problems. So I, I admire her. What do you think about it? Well, I did a video about it and I played her very best sound bites. The entire speech is like 28 minutes long. It's a must listen because if it was anybody in the United States saying what she said, people would you know, resonate with it and go, oh, my God, what a brilliant speech. How honest, how intellectually honest. And when I put the video up, I got quite a few comments saying, are you an idiot? Are you duped? Are you that easily duped? She's CFR. She's a young global leader, WEF. I get all that. And I acknowledge that in the in the video, actually. I said, yes, I fully understand that she was or is one of these World Economic Forum young global leaders, but I don't care. A tipping point's a tipping point. The Democrat Party is completely and totally, utterly corrupt to the core, and they have nothing to sell the American people. So I guess hats off to yeah. Tulsi. I agree. And I think that goes back to the Ukraine. The Ukraine is a huge money laundering operation. Zelensky was installed by the U.S. Uh, it's You don't know where that I've already seen that arms have left Ukraine that have been given to Ukraine and being resold on the black market. So it's just we're floating free. You, I, I really think that there was really good comments online about that. This party right now really is a criminal uh, kleptocratic cartel instead of a political party. And I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that, too. And uh, it's never been more obvious that it's an anti-American party. It's a pro-globalist, pro-Soros, pro-World Economic Forum party, period. I mean, end of discussion. So for Tulsi to disavow that, you know, I don't care if her last name was Rockefeller. I welcome truth tellers to come to our side, whether it's Tulsi Gabbard or Tulsi Rockefeller. I mean, that's the way I see things at this point, you know, and, you know, frankly, I should just share this. I got a really interesting email. I'm on an interesting email chain today. And the former candidate down there in Broward County, Tim Canova, sent an email today that I would just like to read because I think it speaks to the truth and the heart of the matter. And he wrote this. President Trump attended the World Economic Forum in Davos in 2018. Not since. Also, when he did attend in 2018, he confronted the World Economic Forum globalization agenda head on with this defense of national sovereignty, one of Trump's best speeches. And then Tim provides the link. I should play some of it here. Trump's opposition to global institutions and agendas from the World Economic Forum to the World Health Organization is relevant to this list serve. He also went to the UN General Assembly to deliver this message. In that message, he warned the Germans that they were beholden to Russian gas and they were making a very big mistake. So I'll continue two more sentences. Complaining that he or his family was invited to the World Economic Forum or Ivanka's shoes is vapid and hateful and yet another variant of Trump derangement syndrome. I do not recall another president in my lifetime confronting the evil predatory global agenda as Trump has done and continues to do, Tim. Tim Canova, guys, had the election stolen from him in Broward County, I believe it was in 2016, by Debbie Wasserman Schultz and a corrupt election official who admitted destroying ballots after the fact, and she never served time. So I think you're 100% right. The Democrat Party, including people like Debbie Wasserman Schultz, are corrupt to the core, and the American people have had quite enough. William? Totally agree. And I mean, Canova was really one of the first guys, if I remember, uh, was Bev Harris, too, for black box voting. And then we had it writ large in 2020. So he kind of was one of the first guys out there waving the red flag, say, hey, there's a problem here. Um, so to his credit. But yeah, I think Trump Trump definitely was much more nationalistic. So I agree with that. And, and you have to kind of I would suggest people who are in the WF may, may not have known how sinister it was getting in there. I would expect that that was a huge operation to farm talent and get talent and, and turn people. It doesn't mean that they're permanently turned or that they're owned. So, and you can say that Tulsi, Tulsi is, I think, a good example of that. If she was really still owned by the WF, she wouldn't have made that speech. Yeah. I don't think she would have been allowed to make that yeah, speech. Right. So who knows? You know, I did hear some commentary from Mark Dice, who said it was just a publicity stunt to kick off her new podcast. But how are we going to get ourselves out of this? It just sucks. Plus, now they keep pushing the bioweapon, the Biden administration telling people to line up for the booster, even though we know this thing is killing people. I mean, millions and millions of people. It's insane. It's biblical. I mean, it's huge. 
they're just coming out. I think it was Walensky yesterday said, go get your booster. She supposedly got her booster. Uh, Fauci was on late night with Colbert advocating for getting the shot. He went and supposedly got the shot. And just tons of propaganda against conspiracy theorists types or conspiratorial thinking and uh, against ivermectin. I mean, those, those, that show that he did on October 5th, I told people on my podcast that that will be used in the future in any lawsuit against Anthony Fauci, for sure, because he's sticking with the same uh, misinformation agenda. And that, that's a whole other issue is like, what's the who's the real misinformers of these people? Is it the independent uh, scientists like McCullough, who just got censored off of Twitter, or these kind of state act, state quasi-state actors like Fauci. Well, and that's the part that's really difficult to reconcile at this point is why do they keep sticking with this narrative that the vaccine is safe and effective and everybody should run out and get it when we know that the data is so so bad. I mean, the quantifiable data is horrifying, even to the point where now Janine Small, that Pfizer representative, when asked in that EU panel about the uh, effectiveness in the testing of the vaccine, she was asked, did you all know that this thing would stop or prevent transmission? Or did you know that it wouldn't stop transmission before you marketed it? And she said, no, we had no idea. We just wanted to rush this out at the speed of science. <laughs> you got to be Incredible. kidding me. The speed of Incredible. science to get it to market. It's incredible. I mean, it should shock everybody. It should make everybody sit up in their chair. Like, what are you thinking? And, and this most recent booster was tested on eight mice that they're advocating for children now. 15, five to 12 year olds or five to 16 year olds. It's incredible. It's going to kill kids. There's children. They're tabulating the um, children who are dying in Canada. It's about 50 a day. So uh, I expect that to happen in the U.S. The good news is that the hesitancy is the highest that it's ever been. So you're seeing this in the in Australia, US, and Europe, that these huge, and this is another humongous scandal uh, that's pertaining to the whole COVID and, and, and shot event is that all of these governments over-ordered batches of these shots. I won't call it a V, over-ordered batches of these shots, which are not being picked up. So they misspent billions of dollars. And I think that the, the, the percentage of took this so far who've taken this shot in the U.S. is 4% out of the total lot of shots that was ordered. But that's a whole other issue. So they're misspending tons of money. Surround, I mean, they've obviously had a huge wealth transfer, trillions of, $500 billion to trillions of dollars. But uh, this in individually, this lack of uptake is a good sign that people are getting the message. Well, people are getting the message if they search the proper places to get the message, meaning if they turn off CNN and MSNBC, if they throw away the Washington Post, and if they turn on sources like, I don't know, Infowars, could be SGT Report, could be William Ramsey Investigates and your podcast over on Rockfin, then they can get the real information. But if they rely on the mainstream horror media, all they get is corporate information, which is the vaccine is safe and effective. In fact, I just went and got a haircut today. And on the way back, what did I hear on AM sports radio that I listened to? An advertisement for the vaccine, go and get your booster. It can help protect you from COVID. And in fact, it could save your life. So the government yeah. continues to peddle the bioweapon, regardless yes. of how bad the data is. We're in a dystopia. We are. No question. Tons of people have died. We talked about in the pre-show. We don't know how many people totally have died, but it's estimated globally 20 million and untold numbers of injuries. Uh, before it got censored on Died Suddenly News on Facebook, they were up to 300,000 people actually signed up. How, God knows how many people were actually going. And I don't think I even uh, signed up to it, but there were so many. They, that, that amount of subscribers was within like two months. So there was just a whole tsunami as this whole flood of people wanting to tell their injury stories. And they're littered all, they're kind of on different separate pieces all throughout the internet. There's jab injuries, Australia on Instagram, jab industry, uh, jab injuries, uh, us on Instagram. So you can see, and a lot of people have taken a lot of careful time to tell their stories in detail. And there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of these stories. Yeah. Well, before I hit record, you mentioned Tim Truth. Yesterday, I uh, featured some of this stuff I'll play right now. Teenagers and children who have died within one week 
of taking the vaccine. The first heart attack was the day after the shot. The death was three days after on another cardiac arrest. The next report, 14-year-old, died one day after the shot. Ruptured cerebral aneurysm. Left middle cerebral artery circulation leading to death. The next report, 14-year-old, died one week after the shot. Sudden suicide. One week after the vaccine. Patient was a perfectly happy child. After the vaccine, he became much more tired and achy and lost interest in doing sports. One week later, without warning, he hung himself. So I didn't have that queued up, but that is actually about the same bite I played in my previous interview about this. A young man, 14 years old, and he hung himself. He hung himself. And you got that Janine Small in the EU panel under oath saying that, yeah, we had no idea whether or not this thing was going to work. We just wanted to get it to market. And in that little uh, diatribe she gave, she said, if not us, who? And I thought, I the devil himself? Right. If not Pfizer, who? Uh, I guess Satan himself. Because who could possibly create such a perfect bioweapon that kills millions of people and get away with it? They're getting away with it. This is the part that kills me. The children, right. Killing children. These are the worst type of child killers out there. They're monsters. And it's interesting you use the word the devil because in the intro to my six-part series, Bioweapon Blues, I use a quote from Shakespeare's Tempest, which is, hell is empty and the devils are all here. So I do, these are all devils, yeah. Hell is empty and the devils are all here. It's that bad. It's biblical. It's going to, I wish I could say it was going to get better. It's the train is still on the tracks hurtling forward, so. Yeah, really watch out. And then one of the, my studies, they these guys were monsters. They really enlisted a lot of intelligent people to make sure people took the vax. They enlisted behavioral scientists. Um, they uh, they enlisted a very high level kind of business uh, consultancy known as McKinsey. So people in the business world would know that name, but like the best and the brightest. And you can go back. And I've been going back and looking at their documents. They really thought it out. And Cass Sunstein as well, another guy who's interested in behavioral science. So they figured it out. You really, a lot of these people really didn't have a choice. They were forced to do it because you would either lose your job or the other is this kind of social outcast um, feeling that people would have for not taking the job. And a lot of people actually, what's really sad is the testimonies I hear of people who said, I'm doing it for, I'm taking it for grandma or to mm-hmm. keep people safe. And then they died. So it's, it's, it's a horror show. Hell is empty. The devils are all here. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of Bill Hicks, his little routine where he used to say, uh, good men die young. All the good men die young. Well, the demons run amok. You know, you think of John Lennon, you think of JFK, you think of RFK, and then you think of guys like Kissinger and Soros. It just seemed to live forever. I mean, what a demonic system. What a demonic system. Yeah, there's a really good article I read, and I put a link to it in my sixth part of the six-part series. The seventh part will be out today, but it's titled The COVID-19 Concoction, A Recipe for Successful Psychological Operations, and it's on a website called Propaganda and Focus. I recommend people read that. I think it's uh, it shows how they really put the zap on uh, societies globally. Yeah. I should check that out because uh, I just jotted down this note psychological warfare based on something you were saying here just a minute ago this entire apparatus has included psychological warfare to bully people into taking this bioweapon and i think one of the best examples of that psych warfare and the bullying is what shannon sharp in the nfl and espn commentators did to aaron Rodgers because he dared to buck the system and didn't want to take the bioweapon injection and they bullied him and they called him a selfish player. They called him a liar. They called him all measure, every ad hominem you can think of because the man wanted to think independently. He wanted to ask holistic doctors their opinions and he didn't want to take an experimental shot because he didn't think he needed it. And guess what? He was right. I don't hear anybody apologizing on ESPN to Aaron Rodgers. I agree. He was right. Total psych warfare. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the whole thing is like a lot of people didn't see how intense it would be, how intense it would, it would uh, affect people. Even the young kids got it coerced and it's, uh, 
I mean, they don't know what the long-term consequences are going to be. Nobody's really studied that. And I, I was looking through what they put into this thing and it's just the ethylene glycol antifreeze stuff. Like you're putting that in your veins and graphene oxide just off the charts. And what it does, what, there's been these uh, shows with people showing these weird formations of kind of like, they're not clots, they're not blood clots. There's some type of or inorganic or organic material. They're white and they clog your arteries. Yeah. What I've been reading is that this shot is an endothelial. It has an endothelial effect, which people have never really seen before because the shot, they haven't been as a shot as applied to such a great degree among the population, but it actually scrapes out the inner part of your veins. So that's why people have this weird vasculitis or uh, their brain doesn't uh, work properly because it's actually the veins are being, imagine like being like scraped off and then co collecting. So those little thing, those little white accumulations are actually the insides of people's veins possibly. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor, but that's what I've been reading. Really good. And you can see the notes that I've been reading in my Bioweapons Blues series. I provide footnotes so people can go back and look at these other people asking questions. And this is a new type of harm. It's a new type of disease. That's why these people with long COVID or what's called long COVID or injuries, they go to the doctor and the doctor can't find anything because they're looking for, the doctors are looking for injuries that occurred in the past, not something that's present and new. Hmm. It's just horrifying. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the uh, videos from the whistleblower embalmers and uh, people showing examples of what you're talking about. And it looks like tapeworm, you know? I mean, it looks like people are dying from the vaccine because their veins are filled with tapeworm. I mean, it's not tapeworm, but that's what it looks like. And it's just horrifying. And now we have this research coming out about these people who are spinning, vaxxed, spinning people, this phenomenon. Uh, my friends Hope and Tavon have dug into it a little bit. They think it is related to 5G. They think there's a lot of RF interference happening here amongst these people, like maybe a signal, maybe something is being signaled to cause this to happen in these people. Uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about, I'll just hit play here and William, feel free to jump in. I'll pause it at any point, but watch this. Now you might think that this is just a phenomenon, but there's actually a compilation video that's out there. So we're gonna play that now. We're gonna talk over it while we're playing it. So you can see it's not just those couple, but this is, this is happening all over the place. Like this guy is standing in a crowd of people and he's the he's only one affected. Quickly spiraling. And now he actually sees something that looks like it's where the camera is. Yeah, you and then, can see it. We've seen this one before. Again, spiraling to the right. It's grabs like almost something is grabbing his right arm and, and, and pulling him along. Or like something's flying around his head and he's following it. This one, what's interesting with this one is after the guy uh, dies, the guy sitting on the bench just gets up and walks away. Uh, like, I don't want any part of this. It's, it's awful. Oh, goodness. So he actually sees something going around, around him. And the pose that, that he ends up making is something similar to a medieval painting. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know? Like one of the Dante's, uh... Dante's Inferno? Yes. Yeah. Now, several, this is the one where you see a pulse of light several seconds before the event. I'll pause it there. You know, it's William Ramsey investigates. I mean, you're the king of looking into this stuff. I mean, this is more horrifying than the smiley face killers, I think. Oh, <laughs> because no it's invisible enemies are attacking us at this point. I had a testimony from a guy who sent me something. He said he was in line at Starbucks and somebody, that exact same thing happened in the States. So it's not just like in Asian countries where they have, uh, you know, tons of video cameras and stuff like that. So um, they're coming in. I don't know what's happening. I have no idea, but it it's happening. I don't think any of those videos are faked, but uh, yeah, it's bad. I mean, in, uh, even back on BitChute, there was that if you want to go to that John LaSalle, do you want to type that in and see him? Because if people can watch that, because that guy got sick, but he says that Macron did not take the shot. So there's a real issue of why. And I'm just doing a survey over all the wealthy politicians and wealthy people. And I can't think of anyone who's had any disability. Well, some of the, the uh, musicians and people in Hollywood, but what politician has really gotten sick from this, uh, from either COVID or the vax? Have you found anybody? I can't think of anybody. No, but uh, I did just watch a video the other day. Maybe it's the one you're referring to where all of these politicians, 
Trudeau, et cetera, who've claimed to take this thing, faked it. They didn't actually take it. And many of them have been given what immunity from having to take it. So you got to love that. They pushed the clot shot on the population and they themselves are exempt from having to take it. Evidently. If that comes out, people are going to go berserk. They found out, especially if like somebody's family member died, like there's videos out there of guys flipping out at doctors and stuff like that and screaming at people at their um, pharmacy and stuff like that. Why did you give us the shot? Why didn't you tell us how dangerous it was? So what, what happens when people find out who survived or who didn't take it for whatever reason? Did these people get the inside? I've seen videos where they say on some of these uh, doses or some of these vials that there are actual markers to indicate which one is live and which one isn't, which is saline. Because clearly some people have taken it and have had no effects, but then some other people take it and they either die or have horrific injuries. All right. So you mentioned John LaSalle. I don't know if I've seen this guy before, but is this the video you're talking about right here? That's correct. correct. Let me hit yeah. play. Okay. Et puis ce vaccin. Moi, j'ai pas eu le COVID. At the Johnson and Johnson, which almost killed me, deformed my heart. I've had four operations since January 3rd of this year. They put the atria back in place, artery back in place. Otherwise, I'd certainly be dead. Why are you vaccinated? You take the risk. Because I was a deputy, and I didn't want to give the que je n'accomplissais pas mon travail. Mais je ne savais pas non plus que M. Macron n'était pas vacciné. Je ne savais pas non plus que la plupart des membres du... <laughs> He didn't know that most of the members of the government weren't vaccinated, including Rothschild agent Macron. Yeah, so there you have it. So he gets four heart surgeries since January and the others that push the vaccine don't take it, so they're fine. Anybody starting to see a problem here? <laughs> Meanwhile, Albert Bourla runs free. He walks free. They're still peddling the stuff. They're still peddling the toxic shot. And this, apparently, my understanding is this went viral in the French-speaking world. Um, It is really bad. Well, what do you make of that spinning vax people phenomenon? I mean, at first you might go, well, those are aneurysms. But it does seem like they're seeing something. It feels like they're seeing something terrifying in the realm of the unseen. And that could be because their brain is malfunctioning. That could be the result of an aneurysm. That could be the result of a stroke. But to see all these people behaving in the same way and they're all turning the same way is very, very weird. I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that these shots actually create problems in people's minds too. Like there's going to be a lot of neurological damage from these things due to vasculitis. There already has been. But uh, it emulates AIDS, too, because these shots go after your, uh, you know, inherent natural defenses, you know, your, your immunity. And so once your immunity breaks down, then these people get the same type of diseases that AIDS patients got. So it's mm. terrifying. And they had this one thing that somebody did a study that I found out on long COVID and they took a blood sample, and 100% of the people that they sampled who claimed that they had long COVID, they were missing certain components of their immunity. I think it was interferon. They had zero. Interferon is usually kind of, was one of the kind of cancer treatments they would give to people. But they found that something that's inherent, like a T cell that's inherent in your, in your immunity, immune system was just gone, missing. This oh. interferon, like this... Uh, component of i think it was my bioweapon season uh episode four where i go and talk about that that they're finding just crazy things wrong with people's blood i know they are and i just can't alert people fast enough i just cannot alert people fast enough and you know my wife was at target the other day and there's an old man at the pharmacy inquiring about which shot was available and the pharmacist said take your pick you pfizer moderna we got them all just not Somebody needs to warn that man. Somebody needs to warn that man, but people just keep lining up. But, you know, to your point, fewer and fewer and fewer people are lining up. And that's the good news. But uh, until these people are brought to justice, then we don't have a society. I mean, if we don't have rule of law, which we clearly don't, I mean, they target Trump supporters. Well, you know, Hunter Biden walks free and Albert Borla gets to get rich. 
off of the bioweapon. So until we have rule of law, we don't have a society. We don't have a culture. We don't have a country anymore. It's insane. I mean, they actually arrested somebody for singing. I think it was singing hymns at an abortion center. And like, there's just incredible crimes taking place. Mass poisoning, genocidal death shots all over the place. And I haven't heard a peep from the DOJ. Right. I haven't really heard that much from the legal uh, community in general. I've heard some these independent Tom Rands and some there's other lawsuits, but like the the edifice of the like you know bar state bars or anything. I haven't heard anything. It's incredible. Silence is incredible. It's just like when they stole the election. Anybody going to do anything? Nope. Yeah, I know the case you're talking about too, and it's horrifying. I was uh, hearing about that. I believe the uh, man is in his fifties. He's got eight, nine, 10 children, family guy. Uh, He went to a pro-life rally outside an abortion clinic. They were peaceful. I don't think they prevented anybody from going in. They weren't arrested that day. They weren't charged with anything. But this criminal DOJ is now targeting this man and several others who were there that day with 11 years in prison. 11 years in prison for being a pro-lifer who stood outside an abortion clinic and protested abortion. So now we have no free speech either. So they're coming after everybody. I mean, does this not remind you of the weather underground? I mean, these people are now in charge of our government. Sure, sure seems like it. I mean, it's like communism. Communism with uh, while, while still kind of having the external kind of uh, facade, but it's off the charts. I mean, the fact that they shut down like the suddenly died news on Facebook. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is a monster. These guys are all monsters. Hell is empty. The demons are all here. The devils are all here. But like the fact that they shut that down and censored it, it's very telling. Like they didn't want people to come together and share their stories. They want to keep people atomized. And uh, I guess that's the way to power. And uh, it's incredible to think that they're not allowing these people their constitutional rights for, you know, free expression. And it's, it's a nightmare. The U.S. I, mean, I haven't seen this change happen that fast in this country in my lifetime. I'm over 50, but uh, we're not on a good trend at all. No, they're going for broke. They're totally, totally going for broke. And uh, I mean, look what's happening in Arizona. Carrie Lake, who's running for governor, cannot get Katie Hobbs to engage in a debate about the issues. And Katie Hobbs wants to be governor. And now we have that Project Veritas video of Katie Hobbs running from like an In-N-Out burger, literally saying that she doesn't want to talk to anybody she doesn't know about politics. And she wants to be governor of Arizona. <laughs> it's just, wow. we're in the twilight zone, man. I mean, look at this yeah, guy. Look at, the screen look at Fetterman. The guy's running for senator and he can't even speak in a full sentence, let alone our president. Oh, I know that Fetterman guy. That's a scary deal. He's running against yeah. Oz, right? Dr. Right. Oz. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. We're, yeah. we're in crazy land, crazy train. So what is the reaction of the American people if these Democrats and these powers that ought not be in these World Economic Forum? What know. would you call I, them? I, if these people steal the election in November, what is the reaction? I mean, it's we're fighting for our country here. Yeah, I think so. I think that. We're kind of in a low-level civil war anyway. I don't know how, what the next steps are, but uh, if you don't have people a- accurately brought into positions of power through the people's vote, you just you have them detached from the will of the people. That's what's happening right now. So that's why people vote. Oh, this person has similar, I mean, it's elementary. This person has similar outlook and ideas to, to me. I'm going to vote for him. And then he'll reflect my will. Well, that's not happening. If you have stolen elections, they're, they're detached from the will of the people and the law, right? So that's where we're at. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alex Jones in one of the most absurd kangaroo trials I've ever seen in my lifetime, maybe the most absurd kangaroo trial in the history of America. Well, he's told he needs to pay a billion dollars in damages to people he doesn't know and whose names he never mentioned on his broadcast. He needs to pay a billion dollars to these people because he asked some questions about Sandy Hook. So now it's not even legal to ask questions about mass shootings. It's not legal to ask questions about what might be or what appears at first blush to be false flag operations. It is not permittable 
to be a William Ramsey, who investigates, sir? <laughs> what are we going to do? A billion dollars to people he's never named and he doesn't know. I don't know how that makes sense. I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of harm he caused them. If somebody gets something wrong, where's the harm? I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, did he really cause them harm? I don't know. Well, I guess this is the new case they'll point to to come after anybody who questions anything that they don't want questioned. Okay, so here's the point. If Sandy Hook is what the official story says it is, then Alex Jones was wrong. However, if the mainstream media only supports officialdom across the board, then evidently you and I are wrong when we question the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. See what I'm saying? If the Absolutely. mainstream horror media and officialdom is crooked and rotten to the core, then the system is so fixed that they can do, they can persecute people like Alex Jones for asking questions and having conversations. Therefore, none of us can ask questions and have conversations anymore. So that is the end of our culture. That is the end of our country. That is the end of free speech. That's it. It's game over. That's what these people want. Yeah, it's the end of the Constitution. There goes your First Amendment, and uh, people should be terrified. I mean, I'm terrified. I'm scared about nuclear war. I know these, I mean, the Nord Stream and all this other stuff is just so crazy and unnecessary. It's a thirst for annihilation. And I think that's really kind of really the power of the left is they just have an annihilating sensibility on everything. So they have to carbonize somebody's career if they say something wrong. They have to deplatform somebody. They're going after some country thousands of miles away who's acting in their own interest that doesn't affect us, if at all. Over the whole, if you take a broad angle look, it's terrifying. It's very disturbing. And it's the it's nihilism. I think that the left right now is nihilistic. And I think that anybody who votes for them should be ashamed of themselves. It's obvious. They have, they're not building anything. They're just tearing stuff down, looting. Uh, it's incredible. Like, how do you tolerate that? How do you look at that and say, yeah, yeah, we're doing something good. Like, what's all, what are all these useless, you know, marches and things? What, 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 are, what are you adding? You're not adding anything. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I think that the chill on free speech is a very important thing to look at. And I, I mean, I've, I don't, I haven't looked into Alex Jones trials. This one was in what, Connecticut and the other one was in Austin, Texas, but people have told me that there were standards within the judicial approach that were just ran, you know, ran over. So the judge kind of manipulated things in Austin is my understanding. Yeah. I guess she wouldn't let him defend himself. And the whole thing was not about finding out whether or not he was guilty, but determining how much he owed. I mean, it's just a complete kangaroo trial. Um, you know, I'm normally pretty good with satire and cartoons, and I don't understand this. Do you know what we're looking at here? Trust the science. What is this contraption this little cartoon character is standing in? I don't get this. I don't know. Is that a 3D um, 3D printer? Yeah, maybe. How bizarre. I don't, I don't get that one. But trust the science. That's what they want us to do, even though they won't show us the data on Pfizer and FDA collude to hide the data for 75 years. If you trust the, yeah, if you trust the real science, you look at their actual documents and realize they're the disinformation specialists. Their science is, is insane. Like the, what they've put in the shot, what they've done, what they've rushed, the harms they've caused, uh, the oversight the grift, the graft, their science is a true nightmare. It really is. They haven't disclosed even what they're putting in there. It's my understanding. There's no like accurate assessment, right? They won't disclose that. Yeah. There's no ingredients list. Yeah. Well, people, people have said they found certain things like ethylene glycol, like I mentioned, but yeah, it's well, a nightmare. Looking to Columna, I mean, they've done good research about what potentially is in these vaccines. And you're right. The stuff they've found is terrifying. And the mainstream media doesn't care. Um, I was listening to one of your recent podcasts with researcher John Wedger. And you guys were talking about, he's a detective, I guess, or was with Scotland Yard. And you guys were talking about satanic ritual abuse and child abuse cover-ups. I, I think that what we're seeing happen here with this bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine is just the next step in the great unveiling 
of the satanic powers that ought not be in their belief system. So they want to depopulate the planet. And meanwhile, they diddle and traffic in kids. And I don't know if you think that's a very good segue or not, but uh, do you want to talk no, a little bit about the fact that these are the powers of the darkness that control this Absolutely. world and they are into child sex trafficking and satanic ritual abuse? Absolutely. I think that there's definite overlaps. I mean, you can see Gates's affiliation with Epstein, which, according to my understanding, was the cause of his divorce with Melinda was because of his relationship with Epstein, which was more... Uh, ran more deep than um, public, publicly known. I mean, there's pictures of them together, but he kind of denied everything. Um, but a lot of these guys have long-term, I mean, that's what Epstein really coveted and Maxwell coveted, these long-term relationships with rich and powerful people. But there's overlaps between what I talked with Wedger. He talked about this one document that had a lot of people who were, I think it was the Rails document, that had people that overlapped with Epstein as well. Um, some of the names, Melanson was a guy from the UK. I think he was actually, he was an MP or something, but they, that was from there. The, I was talking to him from the UK perspective, right? So I think you're absolutely right. I think that this uh, depopulation kind of agenda and the, the, the human trafficking, child trafficking, pedophilia, blackmail all are together, yes. Well, you got to love how they're scrubbing the Internet of real information, because I do recall somebody who was in the employ of Bill Gates being caught with child pornography at Bill Gates residence in Seattle. I remember that that actually happened, but I can't get the news items. I can't get it to come up on anything. Bing usually will give me results that Google won't. But in this case, it won't. So, I mean, same with Trudeau. Right. So Justin Trudeau, he had. Like at least two pedophiles around him that got arrested. Have you heard that? Yes. Um, and then also the Biden family, the daughter wrote in her diary, I don't take a shower, my dad's around because I'm afraid of him coming in. Like that's unbelievable. Like I don't I can't remember verbatim what she wrote, but uh the uh thing I'm talking about that people want to check out on the Wedger thing is called the Reigns document. I have a link to it in my podcast, and it's the ritual abuse information network and support very telling document. A lot of people put some more research into that, but it reads like the Epstein black book. How do you, how do you spell that? The Reigns document? Uh, R-A, the acronym is R-A-I-N-S and it's Ritual Abuse Information Network, I think. Let go back. Hmm. Reigns document. And I have a link to it. So you can just go, the title of that episode is Former Scotland Yard Detective John Wedger discusses satanic ritual abuse and child abuse cover-ups. That's the Ritual Abuse Information Network and Support. All right. Well, it's just so disturbing. I mean, I know you recall the Hampstead cover-up with Ella Draper and her kids, Elisa and Gabriel, and she had, I think, really definitive testimony from these kids citing sexual, satanic ritual abuse, uh, citing anal rape, um, citing tattoos on specific people that abused them, teachers and others at the uh, school at Hampstead. And the police did nothing. And in fact, the mainstream media turned on Ella Draper and the UK media drummed her out of the country. They were going to arrest her. She had to flee. And who did they provide protection for? Well, the father of the children, Ricky Dearman. And Ricky Dearman ultimately was awarded custody of these two children, uh, Gabriel and Elisa. And then a couple of years later, believe it or not, I don't know if you saw it, he showed up with these two kids under a different name in an eBay commercial, accepting an award for a small business owner of the year award for his eBay business with Elisa and Gabriel behind him now as older children. Did you ever see that? Oh, that's crazy. I missed that. <laughs> it's 100% true. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, involvement in this, including CathCast, the police, uh, social services, uh, school, um, and, and I'm, the, I'm the leader of this. It appears that everything he was accused of is somewhat true. It appears there was a cover-up. It appears that the judge was compromised. There are a lot of things in that case to lead you believe, to believe that what the children said was true. Okay, so this is the guy, once again, I can play a little bit of him talking. 
Business Award winners. And there was this kind of moment of silence for two or three seconds. Okay, you hear what he sounds like. You see the two children next to him. Let me show you a few different things. Let me show you pictures of the children. Elisa and Gabriel. I just typed in Elisa Deer, uh, Deerman. These are the two children young at a younger age. Um, here they are again. Here they are again. And let's take a look at the two children here. And let me show you the Facebook pages that appear to be linked <clears throat> to these children and Ricky Deerman. Now, this is a Facebook page for Elisa Williams. Says she lives in Los Angeles, California, and it's from Beverly Hills, California. She has two friends. One of them is Richard Ford, who appears to be Ricky Deerman. And one of them is Gab Williams, Gab or Gabriel. If we look at Ricky Deerman, a.k.a. Richard Ford's profile, we can see a picture there. Appears to be the same guy. That's what he's going by now in Los Angeles and appears to be back with his children, Elisa and Gabriel. Here's a link to Gab Williams, whose only friends are Elisa Williams and two others connected to Elisa, we have to say, and uh, vegan from London, UK. He had a different name with Elisa and Gabriel standing right behind him. It, you can't make this up. And eBay, the reason I thought that was interesting too, is out of all of the people that could be honored by eBay as industrious small business owners flourishing on eBay, they got Ricky Dearman, but he was using a different name. And then if you think about it too, when you think about auction sites in general on the black market, auctioning off children to the highest bidder, I just thought it was a little yeah. weird. Ricky Dearman, eBay. Yeah, I talked to somebody who said that the trafficking trade is more lucrative than the drug trade, the human trafficking and child trafficking trade. So I, I found that to be a, quite something of a, a statistic. But another, a, a true ritual abuse, satanic ritual abuse case is the case of Colin Bailey. I read, uh, wrote about that at the end of Children of the Beast. But it, the guy was into Aleister Crowley. He was doing rituals from the Book of the Law or uh, Crowley rituals, reading from the Book of the Law. You can look him up or you can read the last chapter of my book, Children of the Beast. So satanic ritual abuse is does happen. I don't think it's common, but I cite a couple cases in my book. Well, I think it's really common at the highest levels of power. Of course, you guys even talked about this in your interview, I think, with John Wedger, the Mark Dutro case. In the mid nineties, he's abducting girls and killing them. This was in Belgium, over 90 witnesses dead. And again, the mainstream media, well, they circled the wagons and there's nothing to see here, even though it was Belgium's largest case, a huge social outcry at the time to people marching in the streets, demanding justice because hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people marching in the streets. Yep. Because surviving girls that didn't end up dead said members of the government the elite, the aristocracy, the clergy attended these sex parties where girls were killed. There were huge lists. It was a list of hundreds of people. And it was like the old landed estate aristocracy, right? Like something from Eyes Wide Shut. It's the yeah. same theme of Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. It's sex parties, trafficking, quote, suicide, unquote. Kubrick had it right. He's really trying to tell us something. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Do you ever see the clip? It was a TMZ clip of the Scorpions bassist. Remember the rock band Scorpions? Yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah. You ever see that? Yeah, yes. he said there's some terrible, terrible things. I've been at parties that I, I can't even tell you about. And uh, the TMZ reporter's like, what? Like people murdered or what? He's like, yeah, I mean, literally, people will pay like $100,000 to go to these parties and, you know, to watch somebody get murdered. Wow, that's crazy. No, there's red rooms. I think a guy got busted in Philippines who was streaming the most horrific stuff imaginable. I don't even want to go into it, but he got busted. Um, I've heard of stories, you know, there's definitely snuff flicks. So, and there's a market. I mean, my research has said that they're not just some kind of urban myth. I mean, I don't think they're common, but there's a very dark underground. No doubt about it.
Yeah, let's and it's a global. It. And there was weird things even in Ukraine. I remember there there were. I have to go find this story, but there was like super like young kids in an orphanage where men from China would come and fly in and do unspeakable things and fly out. And that may tie into the whole smiley face killers event where some people have speculated really incisive uh, host I had said, Hey, maybe people are flying in to do these crimes and then leave. And I said, yeah, you might be right. These people might be, there's a selection process in some of these victims, like something from a horror show, like somebody being targeted and picked out, but that actually, you know, it happens for men, but you know, it probably happens for women too. Well, it reminds me of the Hostel series of movies. Have you watched those? I told no, you about I need those. To watch it. People bring, yeah, you told me. People bring it up all the time. I have to sit down and watch them. Yeah, there is. You see this poster right there for Hostel Two. You should watch Hostel Two. I mean, you're not going to love it. It's going to disturb you, but uh, it's informative to the degree that what is illustrated, what is pictured in that movie, what's depicted in that uh, movie, is I call them documentaries. These are documentaries masquerading as works of fiction coming from Hollywood, because this is what the elite do. They traffic in people. And at the highest levels, according to the Scorpions bassist, they will pay one hundred thousand dollars to watch somebody be murdered. Well, maybe according to the movies hostile, they'll pay a lot more than that to actually take part in the murder of people. So in the hostile series of movies, this poster uh, picture you see there is inspired by a scene where a wealthy and I would call her attractive. I mean, a fairly young, beautiful, aristocratic woman walks into this essentially dungeon. Imagine a giant, horrifying spa with a tiled giant bathtub where this girl that was abducted is hanging upside down and she's tied up. And the aristocratic woman begins to torture her with a blade and ultimately slit her throat and then bathe in the blood of the young girl. That's what this image is in this poster. That's the scene that's depicted in the movie. And I really do believe they're documentaries to a large degree. They're fictionalized documentaries. Well, that was a known case. The the Bathory case. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. Yes. Elizabeth Bathory. She loved to do that. I think she murdered more than 500 young girls and she was some queen in a castle. All right. So an elite right above it all. And that was the same story that I talked about the, uh, was a Bluebeard, this guy in France, he was his name. And I did a, a show on him too, but uh, he, they say he might've killed 500 young boys, like incredible number of deaths. His name was, uh, I can't remember right now. Well, I'm sure you've seen the clip of Prince Charles bragging about being uh, related to Vlad the Impaler, you see. Yeah, the genealogy true. shows that we're related to Vlad the Impaler, you see. So we've quite a vested interest in the country. And now he's king, so that's fun. Yeah, they say he might not be in good shape, but not, not might not be very healthy. Gilles, Gilles Girai, if you look up Gilles Girai, G-I-L-L-E-S-D-R-A-I-S, you can look that up. What is it spelled? Hold on, spell that. It's Gilles, it's French, so it's like G-I-L-L-E-S, and then space D-E. There it is, serial killer right there, Gilles Girai. Another killer, another lead. This was the most important. He was known as the Marshal of France, which would be the most important military leader in France. And uh, was uh, what was the girl's name? He was he actually fought wars with. uh, I can't remember. I should remember. Joan of Arc. Yeah, Joan of Arc. Yeah, Joan of Arc. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. I cheated. It says it right in front of me. A confessed serial killer of children. All right, so we're starting to see some themes here, right? Yeah. The powerful. Okay, now let's just really, well, I don't want to beat this to death, but King Charles, when he was prince, bragged about the genealogy showing that they are direct descendants of Vlad the Impaler, so Count Dracula. What did Vlad the Impaler love to do? He loved to put the heads of his enemies on spikes leading up to the castle, I guess, amongst other things. And so now we hear about this guy. I'd never even heard of this guy. How do you say his name? Gilles de Rye. Gilles de Rye. Gilles de, he's known by different names. Bluebeard, Gilles de Rye, Gilles de Retz, huh. R-E-T-Z. But yeah, I've, I did a two-part series on him. They have very good documentation. There were two different trials, a criminal trial and an ecclesiastical trial of him. And also black magic was involved in this too. So he had these, uh, guys around him were doing black magic rituals as well with these kids. 
So interesting. Best known for his reputation and later conviction as a confessed serial killer of children. All right. Well, I guess when it comes to Comet Ping Pong, then there's nothing to see here. James Alephantis was named the 49th most powerful man in Washington, D.C. because he owns a pizza shop. He was named that by GQ magazine. And then all of that stuff came out regarding Comet Ping Pong and John Podesta and coded language and really weird emails, thanks to Seth Rich and WikiLeaks. But nothing to see here. The rich and powerful, they don't have any interest in trafficking in children. Right. <laughs> Sorry. that I know that yeah. wasn't a question. Right. But it's like the Haitian sauce and all this stuff. Haiti's being plundered and... There's all these weird references to Haiti. And they were in, I mean, some of the darker parts of the Epstein saga, there were trafficking coming out of Venezuela, poor kids out of Venezuela. So they were, you know, those are elements that are conveniently left out in a lot of that story. Yeah. Well, I just heard. It's close to Venezuela. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just saying the islands, Little St. James is in Cuba, closer to Venezuela than people might think. Yeah, that's very interesting, too. And we, when I think of Haiti, I can't help but think of Laura Silsby when she got stopped for trafficking, trying to traffic 33 children out of Haiti and I guess across the border to Dominican Republic. Is that right? Um, so what I found out the other day, I found out the other day uh, that wasn't the first time. That was the mm-hmm. second time she had been arrested for trying to traffic children. And who came to Laura's aid? The Clintons. Right. And who did they hire to defend her? A pedophile attorney, literally an attorney who has been accused of, and I believe charged with pedophilia himself. So I don't know, man. I didn't know that. And these same people are all behind the Depop vaccine. So you got child sex trafficking, although they say it doesn't exist. The borders are wide open, although Kamala says the borders are secure. Uh, Comet ping pong, really weird questions regarding Comet Mm -hmm. ping pong. The media says nothing to see here. That's just uh, the rantings of internet lunatics meanwhile prince charles loves vlad the impaler and he was best friends with jimmy savile incredible i got a story for you this you know there's on netflix right now there's the two jeffrey dahmer documentaries jeffrey dahmer was arrested i think in 91 or 92 but he was a bathhouse marauder he would go to but he if you look at a map milwaukee is above chicago right maybe 45 miles to 60 miles, but he would go down there before he got arrested. And that's where he caught a couple of his victims. And one of the places he used to go and said that he was a member was a gay bathhouse in Northern Chicago called man's country. Do you want to know who was also a member of man's country? Let me guess if I may, can I have one guess? Barack Hussein Obama. Sure, One. Right. And, and get this, get this, get yes. Get this. Do you know that he, Jeffrey had a taste for African-American men? That was his thing. Well, that's right. So they imagine thinking that him and that guy and him are at the same bathhouse at the same time. I actually have a picture of one of Dahmer's bathhouses, like bathhouse cards. So he was always at these bathhouses. Do you remember this art? Tony yeah. Podesta has a yeah. penchant for disturbing, deeply disturbing art, some of which, a lot of which, I think, depicts activity with children, trafficking with children. But this particular statue, this piece of art he has, this literally is a piece of art inspired by one of the death scenes, one of the dead people found in Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment, a headless corpse that was posed in this position. William, you can't make this up. I mean, seriously, everything you just said... Yeah. It all ties back. It all ties together. This entire conversation now it makes sense. In, yeah, absolutely. Look at Podesta's like witchy, pale, witch-looking wife. I know. Like that's even even more creepy. Wow. Yeah, she does look like a witch. No, I mean, it's incredible. Do you think we don't have to beat this to death? But while we're on the topic, I'd ask you to speculate. Do you think that that frazzle drip video it's not my name i don't know why it's called that but evidently it is said that there is a video that exists that was found on wiener's laptop that is so deeply disturbing it caused hardened grizzled police officers of veterans to throw up to cry to weep 
at what was evidently reportedly seen, video seen on that computer, involving allegedly Hillary Clinton and Uma Abedin. Do you think there's any truth to that? I don't know. I've heard that story, but I was never able to verify that. So I don't know. What I do know is Jeffrey Dahmer was definitely involved in the occult. He had an interest in occult stuff. He was listening to uh, The Exorcist 2 with all kinds of occult themes. That's what he would play before the butchers, you know, butchering started. But uh, no, I don't know. I couldn't verify that. I did look into it. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, did you know that uh, when the queen died, Abramovich got invited to the funeral? She's tied with the, the brother of Podesta, right? John Podesta. Oh, Marina. Yeah, look up Abramovich. Marina Abramovich, uh, Queen Funeral. She's there. Of course she is. Well, you're the one, I believe, who told me that uh, Jimmy Savile was buried at a 40 degree, 45, 45 degree angle so he could enjoy the sunset or the sunrise. Yep. I didn't know that. And then I searched for it. And sure enough, he's since been exhumed, by the way, because he's so hated that people, I think, were defiling his... Uh, grave Interesting. yeah so he's this a monster is... i have to go find that references i think it's within um witchcraft it's um alexandrian witchcraft so 45 degree angles of a lot of stuff is very important you hold your hand at 45 degrees and do some strange stuff like that yeah another one of these podesta artists that they love so much nothing nothing weird here nothing weird here oh my god that's crazy yeah, and there's the Jeffrey Dahmer art. He's proud of it. Yeah. There was an artist, and I can't remember the name of the artist. It's a foreign name. But one of these artists that the Podesta Brothers loves very much, if I can find it, I'll show it. They do art that reminds me uh, quite a bit of some of those scenes in Hostel. Because, see, in the movie Hostel, they have these really, really bad guys, like dark, beastly bad guys that are kind of the dungeon keepers. Mm-hmm. And they dress in like rubber protective clothing so that they don't get soaked in the blood of the victims that they're dealing with. And one of these artists has an image that to me very much suggests that that reality inspired the painting. I'll try to find it and put it up on screen here. Just to follow up on that, or just if you look at the cover of my 2017 documentary, that image is from the video broken where it's like something like I probably had a hostel where, somebody's tied up in like rubber being ritually drowned. That's kind of what, what I was tying into these smiley face type killings, something super dark. Let me, let me find that. Where do I find You that? have to type in smiley face killers who is torturing, murder, abducting, torturing. And just type it into the uh, search bar. Smiley face killers, William Ramsey. And then that's it. That's my movie. You can actually watch it on Amazon. But they, look at the cover over there on the right. Yeah, we talked about this last time. Oh, man. Well, have you figured it out, Ramsey? I mean, who is abducting these young men? I mean, is it a orchestrated international group that's pulling this off? Is it a lone killer? It can't be a lone killer, can it? I don't know. I mean, I, th- I would always I think that it's a group and I think people share the same interests. So an international group, I have no idea, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, 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 my second documentary, there was a guy who just got sentenced. His name was, he was in Michigan and he had a dungeon and he abducted somebody named Kevin Bacon. And that was probably, it probably in my mind, my opinion, but it may not have been his first victim. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's multiple people. There was actually an abduction, two abductions that took place on the same weekend in different cities, which indicates that more than one group is doing it. Like they couldn't have been in the the two cities at the same time. So it's kind of like an MO, I think, that people have learned through the Internet. Have you ever seen any of those Jay Myers documentaries? You'd appreciate it. Yeah, he does a good job. Yeah, he does an interesting job. He does a good job. I agree. Um. Well, I know this has been sort of a disparate conversation, guys, and uh, we've been all over the map, but uh, I didn't really have any major agendas today other than to just shine the light of truth on the rats that control the world. And I think they're losing control. 
I mean, they can't really be happy about this great awakening. And do you think the great awakening is real? I keep saying it's real. People are waking up and, you know, the stuff they used to get away with. I mean, they're still kind of getting away with it. I mean, we haven't seen perp walks and arrests yet, but they yeah. can't be happy that people are waking up to all of this. Well, I think that people are aware. I mean, if you have a vaccine uptake 4% of the allotted lots, I think that's a good sign. Uh, Maxwell went to jail. Epstein got put in jail and killed. Um, right now, the trial, the civil trial, which nobody seems to want to cover, is between Jufre and uh, Dershowitz, which he was just deposed. Um, which nobody, I mean, I don't even know why Mike Lindell's has him as his attorney. It's off the charts. But I think that people are becoming more aware. I think that the corporate media has lost all of its credibility. And even a lot of the older establishment media outside of the corporate media has lost its um, luster. So I think that's a good thing. So there's a lot of good independent, independent uh, people trying to do the work and look into stuff. And the guy that who I was talking about, his name was Mark Latunsky. You can look him up. L-A-T-U-N-S. Just lost your mic. Sorry, I was screwing around. It's L-A-T-U-N-S-K-I. All right. Well, we'll have a lot more to talk about in short order here. I think in another month, you and I should do another conversation and talk about the results of the election because that's coming Sounds right good. up. It's coming right Sounds up. Good. Okay, so I appreciate your time today. I'll remind everybody that your podcast, I know you like to promote Rockfin. Is that primarily the uh, place to find you? Well, I just started there. So you can see all the video associated with my um, Bioweapon Blues thing. So I'm like showing pictures and memes and things like that. So you can check that out on Rockfin or you can just go to the podcast and listen to the audio, which is William Ramsey Investigates. I have okay. over like 750 episodes on a wide variety of different uh, topics, but really looking into kind of the inj uh, injuries and death associated with the shot right now. Okay. This is the website, guys, WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. You can go to the store, pick up some of these books, go to the podcast, listen in. Uh, and this is the best place to catch up with William Ramsey. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on again today, William. Thank you. Great, great to be with you. Thanks so great much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And friends, thanks for tuning in. As always, I'll remind you for free every single day. You can get the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird lies at sgtreport.com and thephaser.com. Frankly, both are pretty good sites. Both are antidotes to corporate propaganda. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. We've got to take back owning our own health and not put it in the trust of evil and dark people who do not care about us. What, what's happened along this whole time with Rockefeller is they have made people become their business and their business has been to profit off of sickness. It's been sick care. We've been lied to that it's healthcare and it's never been healthcare. It's always been, here's another pill, here's another pill, here's another pill.